Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. You know how every year you vow that this will be the year you start keeping up with the news more? Well, that resolution just got easier. The NPR Politics Podcast is there every day by 5 p.m. to keep you up to date on all the latest political news and explain what matters. Listen daily. It's All Songs Considered. I am Bob Boylan. Global Fest 2020. We're going to tell you about music you probably have never heard and turn you on to something really special. I'm here in the New York studios with Anastasia Sulkis, Rob Weisberg from Trans-Pacific Sound Paradise, and Banning Air from Afropop. Global Fest. 12 bands, one night. We're going to start with how it ended. The band is called ADG7. This is a band from South Korea and one of the most entertaining things I've seen in a long, long time. Right, Amen. Rob, Rob White, right? Yes, ADG7 or Akdan Gwangchil, they are from South Korea. And you know, this was a very upbeat, if not frenzied, global fest. And they capped it off in perfect style. There's a lot of new traditional groups in South Korea. They play, like a lot of these groups, all traditional instruments but very up-tempo, very theatrical. Three vocalists, six instrumentalists. And that first song is actually, it's kind of the song that wishes for good luck. And like a lot of their songs, it's drawn from a repertoire from North Korea because the name, the seven in ADG7, represents the 70th anniversary of uh, Korea's independence, which was in 2015 when they started the band. And through shamanic songs and folk songs and songs from a part of North Korea, actually, they're kind of putting forth a wish to bring those two countries back together. But there was a really propulsive backbeat, right? They had two full drum kits. I'm not quite sure how quite traditional Korean those were, but it sort of gave this like energy to the whole thing. Yeah, that's what really struck me. I've heard Korean music before. This was all new to me, a total surprise. It swings. It has this this movement to it that I don't normally hear in in Korean music. Let's hear a little bit more of that. Bring it up. And we have to add 
some of the best costumes. The visuals. <laughs> oh, my God. They were very, you know, there Three were Three women of, up front, right? Three women up front. You know, it's interesting. A group we, uh, another group that played this year, there were two groups that were three women up front who had very sort of tratty, modern, reflected what they were trying to do in their music. That's true. Uh, in their dress as well. It was Ak Dong Gwang Chil from South Korea. And very different uh, was uh, Les Amazon, uh, mostly West, we were West African singers. Yes, yes, yes. But similarly, yeah. three women killing it up there. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of theatrical, a lot of motion yeah. uh, interacting between the singers. Really great. It's three singers, actually, who each come from a slightly different tradition mm-hmm. together, and they help give the band... Uh, they just have incredible charisma. It's a really wonderful band. And they actually just got a big uh, Mid-Atlantic Arts Grant to tour in the States. So oh, great. Folks, if you're listening, they will be coming uh, by between 2020 and 2021. So Don't check them out. I spent the entire time trying to figure out how to fit this huge band behind my little Yes. <laughs> I bet you did. You can do it. They will do awesome. it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy. So, uh, ADG7, uh, where to next? Anastasia, you want to take us to sure. what was one of the loudest, most frenetic? Uh, yeah, I would say maybe even outpacing the <laughs> Korean band for frenzy and sheer joy because yeah. you know this global fest is a thing mostly for promoters and bookers right who show up and decide who they're going to book and have tour in the United States and it tends to be a pretty at a distance crowd right people like will bop along at the set at least half of the crowd was in a huge circle dance about two-thirds of the way <laughs> to the set. And uh, the group I'm talking about is uh, led by a an instrumentalist named Tufan Derinje, and he's a Kurdish musician from Turkey, now based in the Netherlands. And this is a wedding band. It's him and two vocalists and a keyboard player. So it's music that is sort of seated in a real community, in a real roots music, Music and then sort of blown up incredibly. Um, too fun, Tanja. We should just listen, I think, before I say anything else. Deal. It sounds like maybe he's playing an electric guitar. He is uh-uh. not. <laughs> he's playing a bagrama, which is like a, a plucked, fretted, lute-like instrument that is It's like a saz, right? It's, yeah, they're related. Okay. Um, and um, he sort of puts in these like hard rock licks and sort of bendy things that feels very... 80s in the very best way. <laughs> and he's playing through some, like, if anyone who's a guitar player out there, a bunch of, like, boss pedals, like yeah. a lot of distortion pedals and stuff yeah. like that. Totally. With this, And I'll just say that instrument that he was playing, beautiful inlaid pearl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just stunning. He, I mean... I, all I kept thinking about was was Hendrix in many ways, yeah, of right? But but then again, weddings. Totally, yeah, 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 yes. If only Jimi Hendrix was a Kurdish <laughs> wedding. wedding musician. Uh, but yeah, and you know, and he's sitting there in a suit, and his vocalists are wearing suits and you know loafers, and and then the 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 uh, the synth player is like in a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> it's very eclectic. It was, it was very eclectic, um, but you know. We, 
what I want to say about Tufan is like his 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 stage presence is very literally buttoned up, mm-hmm. yeah. but then like his playing is wild. Yep. It's you know it's funny the wild, the, the distortion edge too, which he is very you know orchestrated. Which he's his use of the distortion reminds me, and the music reminds me, and with the keyboard electronic reminds me a little bit of of uh, Omar Suleiman, who's also a wedding yes. musician from neighboring Syria. So the traditions he does Dabka music, which mm-hmm. also has gotten plugged in, and uh, I think Omar Suleiman may have created a bit of a taste opening for people outside the culture. And then super lo-fi sound too uh-huh. that I find in Tuvan yeah. music too. But what it also reminded me of is music I've heard like in northern Mali in the desert where they take these <gasps> lutes and and plug them in. Just they don't have any pedals; they just plug it into an amp and overdrive it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing. You're hearing this like Hendrix vibe, and it's also played at weddings. You know, something going on <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, like and Dumatar. <laughs> Touring the states does that's true. Like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful. We talked about the vocalist. Let's hear some of how that worked. How the, the, that lute-like instrument worked with uh, with a singer here. So that's more music from Tufan Derinje. And this was actually his performance at Global Fest was his American debut, his U.S. debut. And this year there are actually quite a few bands making their U.S. debut. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we're going to be seeing them as they start making the touring circuit. Mm -hmm. Benning Air, Shiklo is one of your very favorites and was quite a dynamic performer last night. And and also that guitar playing is pretty astonishing. Oh, yeah. No, he's a real real veteran of, of the Senegalese scene, but he's... Got an interesting history because he's actually born in Burkina Faso, and he had a whole career in France as a session drummer and singer before he kind of emerged. So he had a lot of experience. And what I love about what he does, first of all, just an incredible singer, a voice that is so unique and so it's just so sweet. gets right to the soul. Mm-hmm. He takes that Senegalese, the style known as Mbalak, which some people associate with old Usundur music, and there are a number of other stars. A big, it's the big popular music of Senegal. But when you hear it in its proper form, it's all these drums. It's just this overwhelming wall of sound. And Shiklo has this amazing way of boiling it down to something that's... He brings in an element of of Latin music and this beautiful complicated singing with all these different sounds in in his voice. And when when he got up from his guitar and took the drum kit and the way he was interacting with the the percussionist there was just this incredibly deep conversation going on mm. between them which showed this really profound understanding of that the complexities of sabar drumming which is what drives symbolic but just boiling it down to its essential so you could really really hear it really take it in such a great set and a beautifully lyrical uh, sax player as well yes, yeah. yes. Uh, we're going to play a song what do we want to hear Oh, we're going to hear a song from his most recent album. He's about to record an album here in the U.S., which will be interesting. But this is from an album from a few years ago, and the song is called Bamba. Sape sweet, my bamba, 
Uh, we'll put uh, these songs up online and, and so forth so you can spend some more time with this music, but Banning, you were going to say... Yes, this song is called Bamba, which is a reference to one of the key figures in a very uniquely Senegalese religious sect called the Baifal, which is a... It grows out of Islam, but it is very simple. It's about it's about about a simple lifestyle, about honoring work. It's very peaceful, and and Sheikh Lo is is deeply steeped in this tradition, and and a lot of his songs have this kind of spiritual character because he's really singing about deeply religious stuff from this uniquely Senegalese version of Islam, the Baifal. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered's coverage of Global Fest 2020 from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. The following message comes from our sponsor, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels historian Nelson Eddy recounts how founder and music lover Jack Daniel created the Silver Cornet Band in Lynchburg to market his whiskey. Jack also gets the idea to paint his logo on the bass drum, the band's bass drum, and the band will play in Lynchburg to draw people to the square so that they stay and visit the saloons and sample some of Jack Daniels' whiskey. To learn more about Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, go to jackdaniels.com. Please drink responsibly. Welcome back to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Banning Air, Rob Weisberg, and Anastasia Tsoukis. We all went last evening to Global Fest here in New York City. Uh, this is the 17th annual Global Fest, and it's an important thing for discovery uh, of world music. And a lot of people come from all over the country who book clubs, for example, we mentioned, uh, who want to find talent to tour the states. Yeah, so it functions as kind of half showcase for professionals, for bookers uh, and agents and all kinds of people to get involved in these artists' careers and help bring them to North American and American U.S. audiences. But it's also a half just music lovers, too. It's, it's kind of a mix that you don't see very often, and it sort of gives you a little bit of a a sneak peek into what you're going to see on the road around the U.S. over the next year or two. So the names you hear now, you you probably don't know yet, but you... If you're a music fan, you will within two years. Exactly, it's a preview. It's it's we're lucky in New York to have this, and it's always feels right at the beginning of the year. It's this real sense of beginning, beginning of a decade too. It's it's a new world of music coming our way. 
And the, the curators of this festival have been doing this for all this time? or uh, Yeah, Bill Bragan, who's now a curator at NYU's Abu Dhabi campus. Uh, <laughs> Shanta, lucky guy. Uh, Shanta Thake um, from Joe's Pub and the Public Theater here in New York. And Isabel Sofer, who uh, has a company called Live Sounds and who's an independent curator in and around New York City and, and tours artists around the country too. Bob, you mentioned 17th anniversary and the idea of this came after 9-11 when it became really hard for international artists to get visas into the United States and it was sort of a way to propel interest in global artists for these community of bookers who come to New York every January. And here we are again in a time where it's really hard for many artists to get visas. There's a lot of suspicion and, and and a lot of pe- people sort of retrenching into their own national boundaries uh, in lots of countries right now. Um, so it feels very, very timely. Banning, take us to uh, both Algeria, France, uh, little psychedelia. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Okay, Sofiane Saidi is a, a Rai singer from Algeria, and Rai is a style that was developed in the port city of Oran. It's got a complex history, but it's art music that became a street music and that then became a popular music. And he really honors the style as it was played. He brings new elements into it because he's in France allied himself with a group called Mazalda, which is actually mostly Italians, but they are fanatics for old rye music. They're crate diggers. And so what I love about Sofian is that he's really playing a style of music. And when I spoke with him, he was a little bit critical of world music mashups that are a bit of this and a bit of that and you know he says i gotta modernize this style but i gotta keep to it and so he really does sing in the style of rye which you'll hear right now sax player not only played a saxophone but he also played one of these uh, wind instruments that are MIDI controlled so you can get lots of different sounds but with a very breathy way of performing. Yes, and he's particularly getting the sound of the gaspa flute, which is a very deep-toned flute that was used in traditional rye music. Is that, I think yeah. of it as very heavy rye, right? I mean, because Sofian Saidi became like, he, be, he sort of came of age during this golden new age of Rai in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. There are all these ships, all these singers. Uh, yes. uh, and then he he sort of now has taken it into another era. And there's there's saxophone and there's MIDI control and there's and, and there's also and a saz. And one hot and uh, electric oud player, Sa- yes? Saz, yes. Saz, yes. another yeah. electric saz, yes. Describe that because I, I, help me here. Yeah. I said I call it an oud. It was a big-bodied 
uh, long uh, necked looking instrument. very similar to the instrument that Tufan is playing. But you know what he told me though was the album that we're hearing was their first album and he said it was quite experimental but that the set we heard last night was more like classic rye and he said that their next album that they're working on now will actually go more in that direction that he's kind of come to think of himself more as honoring this tradition as well as updating it but he, he was kind of saying that that album was actually more experimental than the sound that they're you know, now it's dedicated fu- it's to. It's funny though because I listen to the album a lot I, I didn't hear that difference uh, in fact the set was very diverse because you know he's picking up on this rye generation of the 90s maybe someone like Shep Khaled was the biggest. Sure. Well Shep Khaled crossed over with a hit called DD which was not at all a straight rye song. Oh yeah. He did some straight rye too and as you said the flute is kind of an indicator and you use it a certain way a certain rhythmic thing but he stretched to disco the band with um Sofian did some disco rye and the last song they did actually and maybe this is from the band's repertoire was actually not a rye song at all it's a famous song by a Moroccan singer named Najat Atabu ah, so uh, I yeah. don't know I think actually they are mixing it up in a good way in they an are. interesting way they are it's true I think the band sees I mean rye itself you have to understand it's, that pop rye is a modern style it's yep. always absorbing influences it's not like something that's stayed and set at all so in that way even to say classic rye is already to be open to the world and open to influence. It's like you're talking about country music. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but yeah, but there's this huskiness, like in the, the track we're listening to, there's like these super Maghrebi, Algerian, Northwestern African polyrhythms. Yes. Like you feel that, that buzzing sound, that huskiness, like that's all part of mm-hmm. that musical DNA. So that was Sofian Saidi, uh, an Algerian artist based in France now for a long time, and the band he's working with there, Mazalda. And um, that was another real highlight for me for the night. Yeah. That, that you know, there was one of those things that I felt like the crowd was really getting into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, really feeling it. There was a a, a sort of punkish band last night, we, we, and there's very quiet moments last night from. Uh, Yung-Chen Lamo? Yung-Chen Lamo from Tibet, yes. That was really serene and calm. It was the one serene and calm moment (laughs) in the whole night. (laughs) She started, she had a very beautiful day glow uh, outfit herself, actually. Oh, yeah, she was gorgeous. Uh, As as opposed to those, uh, the the bohemian betars. (laughs) Yeah, that would be (laughs) the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) The gentlemen didn't have uh, their shirts on, and there was lots of bashing on stage. Same room, very different. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But they're kind of a thrashy Hungarian folk band, uh, bohemian betars, fiddle-driven. I think at least a little inspired by uh, Gogol Gogol Bordello, Bordello, including the violinist who had his shirt off. 
Great uh, mustaches. Some lead vocals and the mustaches. <laughs> uh, but then they were full speed ahead. Actually, on their recordings, they kind of would build, they build and then they get thrashy and let's take it down. They're an interesting band. I like the moment when they stopped, everyone stopped playing it and the two guys did this folk dance and all the sound you heard was their feet ah. and their hands clapping. It was a really nice contrast to the thrashing of the rest of it. And hand clapping, speaking of, there was this band, uh, a French band, yeah? Yeah. And the only thing on stage besides six vocalists were some percussion, one of these electronic foot pedals, like a, it's like a kick drum pedal, but it's going to a, uh, a MIDI box that's making a... And then hand claps and incredible harmonies. Unbelievable singing. San Salvador is the name of that thing. Yeah, San Salvador. And they, uh, they're an interesting thing. You know, if you're interested in music from around the world, a little sub-thread you often come into is lesser-known languages. And yes. uh, bringing these languages, helping to keep them alive to the world through music. And they sing uh, traditional vocal music in the... Occitan language of southern France and a couple of adjoining countries, spoken Spain, a couple of countries, right. Spain mm-hmm. and um, Monaco, I think. But also this interesting Romance language, beautiful interlocking vocal, what's called polyphony. Close uh, harmonies. Of, yeah, and also... So singing different lines and, with different... Yeah. And they're weaving in and out of each other in ways that m- don't sound familiar to a lot of Americans, a lot of Europeans, too. And they do these uh, extended uh, sort of suites where they weave through different feelings. And yes, sometimes you might have harmony, and then sometimes you get these very complex interlocking patterns. And then the drums will kick in, helped out by the (laughs) electronics. A big, booming sound adjacent to just the voices. It's very powerful. And uh, actually, um, I think what we're going to hear is from uh, this extended performance work they have called uh, La Grande Folie, an excerpt uh, from this And what they say they're trying to do, actually, and in that work they're trying to do is find a place between uh, this tradition, this old polyphonic vocal tradition, and modernity as well. I think it's very much kind of their own creation. This is San Salvador. Yeah, 
that was they're just uh, lovely and they talk about using that language the occitan language as a rhythmic instrument huh. can you hear kind of your interplay and uh, that was a u.s debut there were a bunch of u.s debuts this year there were which is always the nice thing about global fest i mean they really try to bring people who haven't been in front of u.s audiences That's, before it's interesting people like us nerdy music people, a group like that, they actually have interest. There's some connection with sort of the early music uh, audience as well. Maybe you, Anastasia, being a classical music expert, um, yeah. could hear how, they, one on TV, yeah. how that could work for them. And so hopefully they'll totally. know with this Global Fest showcase. There are people here for a big conference at the same time. Hopefully a few uh, people yeah. had a light bulb go off and say, yes, I think this band could fit into our world music or classical early music festival. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. said, one of the artists, uh, La Chica, that performed last night at, at, at Global Fest was probably the most contemporary of the artists. Uh-huh. I could have easily gone to the 930 Club and seen La Chica perform. She's a singer, French and Venezuelan background, and then there's um, Electronica. She has a, a, a keyboard player behind her also playing heavily on an SPD on, on drum pads. And she drums. had a drum pad and too. Then, that's right. right. And then a station for herself when she wasn't She's a great dancer. When she wasn't doing that and performer, she'd go back behind her keyboards. I've listened to a bunch of her music, and some of it is just very pretty piano-based mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play a little bit of La Chica. Drink your memory, swallow my wish. I want to be drunk till tomorrow. Drink your memory, swallow my wish. I want to be drunk, 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 drunk. That's La Chica, who grew up splitting her time between Venezuela and France. And Bob's, you said a lot of dreamy piano things. And she talks a lot in interviews about how much Debussy and you know, impressionist <laughs> French <laughs> classical music is influenced Clearly. Clearly. And then <laughs> yeah. we heard this stuff last night that was like all sexy swagger and magnetism and beats. Um, so these things can coexist. You can hold those things, two things in your mind simultaneously, <laughs> if not in your ears. And she was one of several younger female or female fronted bands that we heard last night. Um, I thought she was the most effective and the most compelling of them. Um, and I think that she's one of those artists who definitely has potential to cross over to more mainstream audiences. Absolutely. Yeah, that super diverse background is very interesting. I, I spoke with her also and you know, she's deeply moved and engaged with the problems of Venezuela right now. And she spoke about this feeling of, of uselessness that, that, that she wanted to do something to help. And it's so hard to know how. And it seemed like the thing that meant the most to her was just be able to move and, and, and touch the people who are, who are in that situation. But I also have to mention, she has some great videos. You should watch the video of Oasis. That is just mind-blowing. I think we should go out on uh, La Chica. And thank you, Banning. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Anastasia. Thanks for having me. Another great Global Fest 2020. It's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) For NPR Music, it's all songs considered.
Thank you.